Top of the morning to you. Cade Mila Falcha, that's what we say in Ireland. Cade Mila Falcha, 100,000 welcomes. That's what it means in, in Gaelic. So 100,000 welcomes to you in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pass you over to my wife. She's going to introduce uh, and tell you uh, exactly what we do. And then... Okay. Well, good morning, everybody. We are so happy to be back with you. We were here last summer, and we're so happy to be back with you this summer. Uh, my name is Cynthia McGuire Murphy. I grew up out in the Panhandle of Oklahoma, not too far away from here, uh, about 45 minutes out in western Oklahoma. Slap out, if you know where that is. That's where we grew up. And um, Mark is from Dublin, Ireland. And we really have a miracle testimony for those of you that are single and waiting to meet the right person. You know, um, I was trusting God, waiting to meet the right person and, and just believing. And at the right time, God divinely connected a little girl from, Sla- well, a tall girl from Slapout, Oklahoma, and connected me with a mighty man of God from Dublin, Ireland. And, you know, God was doing miracles in both of our lives as we were serving him and then at the right time he brought us together so we are so happy to be back here uh, today in ireland we help serve in a church in dublin we work at a church called well we don't work there we volunteer at a church called all nations church in smithfield dublin so if you ever come over to dublin you're welcome and uh, we help out. We, we lift up the pastors. We have the pastors' backs. Just like we have pastors Eric and Shelly's backs today, we told them, you guys go, rest, heal, because we got your back today. So, and by, by the way, let's just lift them up right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Pastor Eric, and we lift up Pastor Shelly. And, Father, we thank you for the miracle that Pastor Eric is alive and well today. And we thank you for the complete work of healing in his body right now. And Father, we just lift them up to you. Let them rest. Let them receive your love today and let them heal. And we love them and we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. We also get to travel around Ireland. We, we minister in small groups, in home groups, in different churches in the north and the south of Ireland. We recently have gone on a missions trip to Albania and Romania. And then also we come to America and get to speak when we're in Oklahoma. And we've also uh, spoken in Alabama and some other places as well. So we're just excited at what God is doing and how God is opening up doors. And it's just a privilege to be here. But right now I'm going to turn it over to my favorite preacher, Mark Murphy, my husband. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for this opportunity this morning, Lord, to, to declare your word, to declare your promises, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are here with us. Holy Spirit, have your way. Anoint us to speak. Anoint us to to share the gospel today, Lord, with with your your precious children. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you um, just anointed this meeting this morning as we surrender to you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, listen, this morning we're going to be talking about the, uh, the good news of the gospel is going viral. I know that's a big, uh, that's a big mouthful to say, but does everybody understand my accent? Okay, okay, so let me say that again. The good news of the gospel is going viral. Hallelujah. Now, when I say, what, what do I mean when the good news of the gospel is going viral? Well, first of all, the good news is the, the, the finished work of the cross. It's, it's the, the totality of, of, of uh, when Jesus says, it is finished. He walked from the old covenant into the new covenant with all the promises that we have for healing, for health, for salvation, for prosperity, relationships. Everything is encompassed in 
the good news of the gospel. The gospel is good news, and that's why we're here. And that's why we can celebrate and say, you know, thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. We can celebrate with the good news of the gospel. So it's going viral, okay? So what does viral mean, okay? For, for those of you who are probably over 40, that might, may not be, you know, as fluent as those under 40. And I'm in the over 40 group, so I'm with you guys. But going viral basically is uh, when, when, when the, well, let's look at it here. What the, what, let me not try and explain what it is. Let me look at it here and say what, say what it is. The, uh, going viral means involves the spreading of information and opinions about a product or service from person to person, especially on the Internet or emails. So going viral is to spread rapidly via Internet, email, or other media. So we all know that uh, the Internet wasn't there when Jesus was alive, okay? We know that. You know? And we know Facebook wasn't there when Jesus was alive. But if it was, okay, it would be called Faithbook, you know? And he would have like a profile. He would be like a son of God, you know, with, with family members, you know, God the Father and uh, relatives, Abraham and David. And, you know, he would have like likes all over the place. People would be liking his page and he would have instant messages. And there would be people like uh, chat rooms set up to, to, to talk to him and there would be... F- well, first of all, he'd have a friend request waiting for you when you got on there. He'd be saying, come on, you know, friend request me, like me. He'd have like a, a news feed, except it wouldn't be called a news feed. It would be called the good news feed. Every day he'd be putting up stuff. There'd be like a private messaging and, and sharing. And, of course, he would, uh, he would always, when your friend requested you, unlike us, he would never block you or he would never delete you, Okay. So this is, this is when, you know, so when we talk about viral, we're talking about something traveling through the internet. But I want to go back to, first of all, by the way, did anybody see recently on YouTube the story of the, uh, the, the kid who fell into the gorilla's uh, pit in the zoo? Did you see how fast that went around? I mean, that, that was, that's called going viral. That went from somebody went on, they clicked it, they liked it, they shared it with somebody else. I was reading that and looking at that in Ireland about 10 minutes after it was in America. That's how quickly viral goes. That's the, that's the, the spreading of information. So let's look then at the book of Acts. And we see, and I believe this is the first time viral went around the world. In the book of Acts, and in Acts 2, let's read it out here, Acts 2. Now when the day of Pentecost had come, They were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a violent wind blowing came from heaven and filled the entire house where they were sitting. Wow. A violent wind. Some people have described it as as being like a freight train. A train that came in announcing itself with power, with authority, just with, with a tremendous sound of saying, you know, watch out, I'm here. I'm here. And tongues spreading out like a fire appeared to them and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. I love this because we were, we were speaking and, and singing about fire this morning. Fire, the fire of God. The fire, flames of fire fell on them. You know, they were told to go and to wait. 
to wait in Jerusalem. So there was an expectancy for this to happen. They didn't know exactly when. But 50 days after Jesus went, the Holy Ghost filled them. Filled them with flames of fire and tongues. And it said that, that there was Jews that were gathered in Jerusalem from all over the world. So they'd returned to Jerusalem from different parts of the world. And they, and they heard this noise and they were like totally amazed. What's going on? Because I'm sure if you heard like a, a freight train coming through your, your, your village or town or street, you'd run out into the street and say, what's going on here? And they, they turned and, they, and they, they ran to this upper room and they were, as the, the 120 spilled out onto the road and uh, onto the balconies and they were speaking in, in different tongues and the disciples were just flowing in, in, in a different language. And the Jews recognized these disciples as being from Galilee. And they were confused and they were saying, hold on a minute, you know, what's going on here? We know that they can only speak one language, possibly two, but hold on, they're speaking in every language of the earth that we have been in. How is this happening? And they couldn't, they couldn't know, they didn't know, they didn't understand. You see, you cannot understand, you cannot understand, our limited minds cannot understand the supernatural. The supernaturality of the kingdom of God was flowing from them. And tongues and flames of fire and tongues and speaking in tongues and power was coming out from them the same power that raised jesus from the dead lives inside you as you speak out as you continue to speak the word of god as you continue to speak and allow the holy spirit to flow through you in tongues and and declare and decree things the supernatural of the kingdom of god will flow i'm declaring to you today that God is in you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. That's why we've got to expect to see miracles happening. We've got to expect to see things changing in our lives, in our families' lives, in our town, in everything. We carry that power. The power flowing from us changes things. It changes the atmosphere in rooms. It empties out hospitals. Cancer has to flee. Cancer has to flee from, from your families, from this region, from this town. Depression has to flee. See, when you walk into a room, depression has to go. Sickness has to go. Things have to change because you're bringing the kingdom. You're bringing the good news of the gospel wrapped inside you, and it wants to flow from you. It wants to flow out from you and to change people, to change people's lives, to touch people forever. So here we see that the... That, that Prophecy is fulfilled in this scripture. And in Matthew 3.11 it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one coming after me is more powerful than I am. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And this was John the Baptist saying this, prophesying, prophesying that it was going to happen. And here it is happening. And in Joel 2.28 it talks about, um, and I will pour out my spirit on all kinds of people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your elderly will have relatively dreams. Your young men will see prophetic visions. Even on male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We are still continuing to live in the book of Acts. It's in us. There's nothing different than, than what happened then, than what's happening right now. In you, you carry the glory, the power. You carry the the the... the the keys to unlock and to change everything that you ever need in this life is in here. It's in the, it's, it's the kingdom is locked up. It's in us. 
ready to get out. The Holy Spirit unlocks that for us. So we say, Lord, unlock that. Show us. Give us that revelation that we can, that we can flow with power and authority like you did. It's in each of us. It's in each of you. It's in each of us. You know, on that day, as, as Peter stood up, and the same Peter was, the same Peter, you know, who had run away from the authorities and had hid from Jesus, and, you know, here he was, 50 days later, and he stands up in front of all these people, in front of the authorities, and he starts to declare the goodness of God. He starts to declare under the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and under the power, you know, that the fire was on him. And he boldly declared and boldly decreed who Jesus was. What his purpose was in this earth and what they had done to him. How the people listening were part of probably the, the same people who crucified him. They were, they were helping that, that the authorities to do this. And it says later on that they were acutely distressed when they heard this. When the revelation was coming to them, they were acutely distressed. And they begged Peter and they said, what can we do? How can we overturn this? How can we? And he said, repent. Just repent. Repent of your sins. The same Jesus that died on the cross died for you for your sins right now. And they repented. And it says 3,000 people were added that day. In a few hours... By the end of the day, 3,000 people were added. Now, that's well before the Internet and Facebook. 3,000 were added by one man speaking, by one man under the power of the Holy Ghost, speaking and declaring uh, uh, about Jesus, who he was, what he'd done for them. One person, 3,000 people. How many people have we got in this room? The same spirit that lives in us, that lives in them, that lives in Jesus. It's the same spirit. It's in us. 3,000, 6,000, 9,000, 12,000. Wow, we're going to have a lot of people here saved today. If we boldly declare and boldly decree what Jesus has done. It said by, the statistics say that, that after the first year, there was probably uh, 10,000 people. By the time Stephen's death, when he was stoned, there was 20,000 people in that region. 20,000 Christians, 20,000 people on fire, set on fire, baptized under the Holy Spirit, laying hands on people, watching the people get free, get healed. There's power in the gospel. And when it goes viral, people change. Countries change. Regions change. In Acts 2, uh, 46. Is anybody getting excited here about this? This is the good news. Come on. Come on. Give a shout out. Give a shout out to the Lord. This is good news. This is the same Jesus that set me free from alcohol addiction and drug addiction. That I was about to commit suicide and Jesus turned up my room and set me free. This is the same Jesus. He can do this. This is real. This is real. Jesus is real. He can transform your life, your situation, your whole future. It's secure in him. So here in Acts 2.46, every day they continue to gather together by common consent in the temple courts, breaking bread from house to house, sharing their food with glad and humble hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And the Lord was adding to the number every day those who were being saved, adding to them. You see, they'd found something far beyond worldly possessions. They were sharing food, the same food, the same possessions that they'd worked for, 
they probably worked for six, 12 months, two years, five years to buy this the commodity, and now they were sharing it because they received something greater than the worldly possession that, than the price that they placed on this thing previous. They were happy now to give it away or to share it with people who had nothing because they had received the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit in them. They had received the security. They had received the, the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the love that was pouring into their hearts was setting them free from worldly possessions. No, no, no longer was a necessity anymore in their lives. The necessity was to get more of him at no matter what cost, to share what they had, to bring life, to bring hope to those around them. So we see that, that as they did this, more were added. You see, the gospel was going viral. It was going viral in them sharing what they had. It was going viral as they, as they brought people into the, into the bigger family and, and you know, set them free and laid hands on them and prayed for them. You know, it even got to the stage where Peter, through total abandonment of himself, he went out and he preached, knowing that the authorities were out there, knowing that he could be arrested or killed. You see, it didn't matter. He'd received life. He'd received eternal life. He'd received a revelation of who he was. He received, you know, even if they kill me, even if they put me in prison, in 20,000 years' time I'm going to be you know, alive and, 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 and free. And in a million years' time, I'm going to be in heaven or on, on, on earth or whenever Jesus comes back, we don't know. But he was going to have eternal life. He was set free from death. He was set free from all the things that were containing him previous to him receiving the Holy Spirit. So here they are, Peter and John. And they're out speaking to the people in Acts 4.1. Uh, and the priests and the commanders of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to him. They were very angry, angry because they were teaching the, uh, the people and announcing in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and put them in jail until the next day. But many of those who had listened to the message believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. 5,000 that day. 5,000 were added. You know, they were like, it doesn't matter what they do to me. I'm... I'm I'm sharing the good news of the gospel. The people who are listening, they weren't concerned about anything other than getting the message into them. They were consumed. They were like, open me up. Holy Spirit, fill me. Show me. I mean, this was life-giving. This message was life-giving. It was, it was just being spoken and, and, and breaking things open in people and breaking chains off people and setting people free, and they were, 5,000 were added that day. Wow, 5,000 people. Now, Peter and John went to jail, okay? That was the price they paid. But they went to jail happy. <laughs> they went to jail happy knowing, hey, listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but probably I'm going to be busted out of jail by some angel later. They knew they had an expectancy in their heart. Everything in this world didn't concern them anymore. They had the greater in them. They knew beyond measure that they were going to see and achieve and, 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 and just experience greater things because the Holy Spirit was in them, because Jesus had set them free. In Acts 5.14, it talked about 
more and more believers in the Lord were added to the number. Again, we're seeing more and more were added. No matter where they went, they just went and, and, and preached the gospel, and more and more were added. The gospel was going viral. It said cr- crowds of both men and women came to them. Thus, they even carried the sick out onto the streets and put them on cots and pallets, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow would fall on them. Wow. His shadow would fall. That's how much he was anointed. His shadow would fall on them. You know, when you bring the gospel, when you speak the word, miracles happen. They were experiencing miracles. Everything has to change under the sound of Jesus' voice. As you declare Jesus into the atmosphere, things change. As you declare healing, healing happens. Because the power in the name of Jesus supersedes everything in this world. Everything in this world has to flee. Demons have to flee. Nothing can stand the power of the name of Jesus. It brings revelation. It brings hope. It brings life. It brings healing. Everything wrapped up in the gospel brings life. You know, even in persecution, we see in Acts 8.4, there were great persecution came. And it said that the disciples stayed in Jerusalem. They stayed there under the persecution. They stayed. They knew. You see, they were happy. They stayed. They wanted just to, to, to bring hope to the people. But other, other uh, Christians flee. They had to flee under persecution. And even when they fleed and went to different uh, countries, you know, they went 500 miles north or 300 miles west or, you know, it says that therefore they were scattered abroad and they went everywhere preaching the word. So even when they went away and even under persecution as they fled, they preached the word. And we see as they went, as they went to different countries, to different regions, the gospel was spreading. Life was coming. We see in Antioch, the word being spread. The first place where they were called Christians. They were called Christians by the Gentiles in Antioch. Christians means little, little Christ. Little Christ. They were little Christs. They were doing the work of Christ. They were doing what he did. They were seeing miracles. They were seeing miraculous things happening around them. You know, it went on to, the gospel then was spread to Corinth, Ephesus, and Athens. And in Ephesus, Paul went to Ephesus. You know, we see in Ephesus there was like uh, idols being um, produced and sold, a great trade on the the idols that they were making. There was 500,000 people in Ephesus at that time. I think it was the fourth largest city in the world. And Paul went and he evangelized. It says he evangelized the whole city. So everybody heard about the gospel. Everybody heard about the gospel in Ephesus, the fourth largest city at the time. The historians say that over 100,000 people came to know Jesus. In that city alone, 100,000, a fifth of the whole city came to know Jesus. Because he was fearless. You see, when you have the boldness of the Holy Spirit inside you, Nothing that comes against you can intimidate you. Nothing can put fear in you. Because the Holy Spirit, you become as bold as a lion. And the lion in you never retreats. There's a lion in you that roars. That it roars in the Spirit. And when you understand the lion in you, 
The line that roars out and gives uh, a radius around you secure. Even in the natural, when a lion roars, it says in a forest, when a lion roars, uh, the the sound it makes uh, is in a radius of about five miles. So it secures that area for five miles around it. And no other beast can encroach into that area because it's afraid. The lion gives a roar. It's, it's, a, it's a stamp. It's a, it's a sign of power and authority. This is my region. This is my region. I control this area. And no other beast will encroach into that area. Likewise, we have the roar inside of us. The, the lion of the tribe of Judah inside us makes a roar in the spirit. So we take regions as we walk into places. We take dominion over places. Things can't enter. Sickness, or disease, or death, or fear, or anxiety, or stress, or financial worry. We can take authority over them in our region. Decree and to declare it out in Jesus' name. So the only reason why the gospel went viral was because the disciples were doing what Jesus did. You know, the disciples were doing what Jesus did. We sit out there, yeah? Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give, give, give the Lord a praise here. Hallelujah. The good news is going viral, okay? In Matthew 10, 17, or 10, 7, sorry, it says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. You know, so here we have Jesus setting down the marker, setting down the way for us, for the disciples and for us to go. And he said, and as you go, and as you go, like it was settled. It was settled that they were going to go. It wasn't, a, it wasn't okay, get prayed up for three months, and when you feel the power of the Holy Spirit on all over you, you know, then you can step out, and then you can do it. Or, or when you have a good day, when you have a good day in the Lord, when you've read your Bible for six hours, then go. No, no, he said, and as you go, just as you go, as you go to work, as you go to get your groceries, as you go to school, as you go to pick up your children from the pool, or every day as you go, as you go, preach, preach saying the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here at hand. It's at the end of your hand. It's right here. It's three feet away from someone's miracle. When you lay hands on people, it's three feet away. They're going to experience the kingdom. It's at the end of your hand. It's at the end of your hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he said, heal the sick. Just heal the sick. It's no big deal. He's done it already. Just heal the sick. Go over, lay hands, release it, and the sick will be healed. Cleanse the lepers. And the lepers, what's the lepers? Well, the lepers of, I was a leper. I was a leper in, in, my, in my situation with, with addictions and alcohol abuse and, and, and suicidal thoughts and depression. That's a leprosy in the modern terms. Cast out those things. Cleanse the lepers, the outcasts of society. Bring them in. Bring in those lepers. Bring them in. The people that you look down on. 
the people that are, are, are on the on the on the, the periphery of society who don't who can't speak for themselves, the widows, you know, bring them in. And then I love this where he just says, raise the dead. Just raise the dead. Just raise the dead. It's in the same sentence as heal the sick. And Jesus didn't make any big deal about it because when you understand it's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside us. It's all about like stepping out in faith. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Cast out devils. Just cast them out. You have the power and the authority to do this. That's what the finished work of the cross is all about. That's what Jesus did for us. He set it up so we could walk into it. He did all the work so we could just step in there and and just do the, the, the things that he has prepared for us to do. So when you hear that again, and as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand. It's at your hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely you have received. Now freely give. That's a Matthew 10:7. Freely you have received. Freely give. He's given it to us freely. Freely give. He's given us, he's given us this, but have we got the revelation of what he's given us? So, freely give us the revelation, Lord, if we don't have it. Give us the revelation that we understand the power and the authority that we walk in. Freely receive it and then freely give it. Lord, give us the revelation of what we're supposed to do right now. That when we heal the sick, how are we supposed to do it? How are we supposed to do it, Lord? We pray, we ask you. He's already given it to us, but we just seek you, Lord. We just seek you, Lord, right now and ask you to give us that revelation that we're not just people saved to sit and to work and to to do things that we do those as well. But we're called to greater things, greater things that as we go, that as we go to our workplace on the way there, that we can heal somebody, that we can lay hands on somebody and they will be set free from cancer and then go to work (laughs) and then be blessed for the day. Wow. Wow. You see, Jesus' life was all about going viral. In Matthew 4, 23, he says, he says, And Jesus went about all Galilee. He went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he said, All who came to him were healed. Every sickness and every disease. He brought the good news of the gospel. He brought the good news of the gospel. Later on it says, and his fame went throughout all Syria. And again in, 20, in, in chapter 25, and there followed him great multitudes of people. So we're seeing this, the same sort of pattern. Great multitudes coming, people being added, people being set free, the gospel being preached. We're seeing signs, miracles, and wonders. These are the demonstrations of who Jesus is. These are the demonstrations of who we are. Because as in the book of Antioch, we are the little Christians. We are the little Christs. We are the Christians today, the same little Christs as back then. The same power and the same authority that we have, that he has given us for us to walk in. What a privilege it is to be in the kingdom and to know that we're saved and to know that we have been given this authority and power. You know, in Colossians 2.15, it says, 
that on the cross, as he went, Jesus went into and defeated the enemy, he made him weaponless. He made him weaponless. He took the weapons off the enemy. What are the weapons? What are the weapons he took off of the enemy? Weapons are sickness, disease, worry, everything we've been talking about. He took them off him. He made him weaponless or disarmed. He disarmed the enemy. When you disarm somebody of, of, of a firearm, you take that power away from them. And suddenly that, that person doesn't have that over you. So he disarmed cancer, sickness, disease. He disarmed worry. He disarmed anxiety. He did it for us so we could walk in the power and authority that we have. So I love this verse in Luke ten nineteen. In Luke ten nineteen, it says, Look, I've given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and on all the full force of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. The good news of the gospel is going viral. And when you speak it out with authority and power, nothing by any means can hurt you. Nothing. We give you praise, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You know, recently we just came back from uh, Albania and uh, Romania. And when we were over there, we had uh, tremendous uh, times just of of helping to build up a church and, and, and teaching Bible school and, and bringing uh, Bible school students onto the streets and allowing the Holy Spirit to show us where to go and walking up to people and, and allowing the Holy Spirit just to, to, to speak to them or to heal them or to set them free. And it, it, it was the most amazing time away. And I'm just going to share two stories with you in, in that travel. And um, the first story was... Uh, and the first testimony was um, my interpreter in Albania, and, and he brought up his mother uh, to the service, and she had problems with her legs and, and her knees and uh, her chest. She couldn't breathe. Um, she had pains down her jaw, headaches, and she was in a wheelchair. So she came up for prayer, and as she came up, you know, you know like when someone brings up a wheelchair, okay, that the people in the audience are going to be looking and going, okay, what's going to happen over here, you know? So there's, a, there's an added sort of focus. So as she comes up and, you know, I pray for her as I, as I always do, pray for her in Jesus' name, she, she get free and get healed and, you know, and as we laid our hands on her, you know, I asked her, how do you feel now? And uh, she said, mm, I feel the same, I feel, you know, I, I don't feel any different. So, okay, I said, okay, let's, let's pray again. Let's pray again. So we prayed again, and, you know, I'm praying through, and I'm praying for her head, I'm praying for her legs, and her whole body to be healed. And then I said, uh, well, how do you feel now? And she said, well, I feel the same again. Nothing, nothing really changed. And I was like, Lord, okay, Lord, what's, what is this? I need your help. Like, I really need your help here. And he just showed me a word. She just, he just said to me, Ask her to forgive somebody in her family. So I said, okay, is there anybody in your family that you need to forgive? I can, you know, just pray with you right here and right now. And she said, no, 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 I think I'm, 
think I've forgiven everybody. There's nobody else. I mean, I've gone through the list in my mind. There's, there's nobody. And then suddenly she says, oh, yeah, there is somebody. There is somebody, you know. So I led her in the prayer of forgiveness. And as I'm leading her in the prayer of forgiveness, she said she felt heat go through her legs, up her legs, into her body, into her, um, her jaw, and, and uh, in, into her head. She was like tingly. And, and, you know, she was set free and healed because the Lord gave us a, a word of wisdom for her just to forgive somebody. She leapt out of that wheelchair, and she was running up and down going, Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus! Praise you, Jesus! Praise you, Jesus! You know, and the Lord did that so quickly and so instantly as, you know, as I asked him to do, because in my own strength, I was praying, okay, I was doing what I, I believed to do. But he gently showed me the, the, the specific area. You see, this is the good news of the gospel setting somebody free. The power of the Holy Spirit helping us. He's our helper. It's not us doing it. It's not anybody doing it. He's our helper. And His grace guides us and leads us and shows us. We went to uh, 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 Romania. And um, as we got there, or was it Albania? Uh, Nico, was that? Uh, Albania, okay, sorry, Albania. And there was, uh, there was this lady who came to um, one of the Bible schools. And she wasn't even in the Bible school uh, students. She just came because she had heard the night previous that there was healings happening. Because we always give invitations for, for students to, that if they need healing, to raise their hands. Because as we're, we're teaching the word, we expect uh, signs, miracles, and wonders to happen. You know, that, that the, word, the word has to, demonstrations have to happen as the word is going forth. So at the end of the class, uh, two people put up their hands and, they get healed. So this lady comes after hearing uh, about there was healings happening in the Bible school teaching. And she was from a different church. So at the second night, she puts up her hand and she, she receives healing in her back. And she says to me, like, can you come to my house? My son, he, uh, he's an alcoholic and a drug addict. He, he's been totally depressed for six months. He doesn't come out of his room anymore. He shouts at me, throws things at me. She said, I, I really feel he's demon-possessed and he, there's no hope for him anymore. And, of course, I said, yes, yes, I'll be there. Just, you know, I, I'll come tomorrow night. I'll, I'll be there, you know. And a few of us from the church, we, we went around to the house. And as soon as I got to the house, she opened the door and she said, listen, I'm very sorry. He doesn't want to see anybody again today, you know. Um, and I said, listen, okay, can I come in and just pray in the living room for a few minutes? So she said, yes. And as we went in, there was a few of us there from the church and my, my interpreter. And we started to pray and we started to decree and declare, you know, that, that those spirits would flee in Jesus' name. That the spirit of depression, suicide, addictions would come off him in Jesus' name. And then out of, out of my mouth came this word, Nico, come out in Jesus' name. And ten seconds later, the door opened. The door opened. His mother said, quick, 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 come in, come in. He wants to see you. So I sat down by his bed, and I started to share my testimony. I started to share how God set me free, how he came into my life, and as I was about to commit suicide, that he just came into my life and, and totally set me free, broke the chains off my life, poured his spirit into me, and I was set free, and this, this, this joy came up out of me. 
So he's sitting there listening to me and his eyes are down and, you know, he's, he's, he's listening. And then at the end of when I'm talking to him, he looks up at me and I said, hey, Nico, how do you feel? And he, he does this. Ooh. Grunts, you know, he's grunting. So I took that as a, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. So I said, can I pray with you? Can, I stand, can you stand up and I'll pray with you? So he allows me to pray with him, and I'm praying, you know, over him, and I'm laying my hands on him, and casting out those devils, casting out those demons, bringing freedom to him, speaking to him, saying, you're a son of God, you're a son of the living God. God has a, a great plan for your life. He's got hope for your future. The same hope that he had for me, he has for you. And I'm praying over him and declaring things over him. Next minute he starts to cry. He's crying. Tears are flowing down his face. He's being set free. He throws his arms around me and he hugs me. And then the Lord said to me that there was an instance in his, in his uh, upbringing that uh, a situation happened with his father. And I said, Nico, can you forgive your father? Can you just... Forgive your father for whatever he did to you. And after a long pause, he said, okay, I'll forgive my father. See, the Holy Spirit was working on him, working on his heart, working on him, bringing him out of that darkness, bringing him out of that bondage. And he said, yes, I want to I wanna forgive my father. So I stood there and I said, I'm going to be your father right now. And I told him like that, I'm sorry that I was never there for your football games. I was never there to say I love you. I was never there to encourage you. I was never there... And I went through a whole list of things to say, listen, I'm sorry, I'm your father. I'm sorry I was never there for you. And again, he broke down. He broke down and he received the love of Jesus for the first time in his life. As we left the house, he was high-fiving me. He was hugging me. There was a smile on his face. I asked him, would he receive Jesus into his heart? And he said he wasn't ready right then. But I could see there was so much going on in him. There was so much work going on in him quickly. That when I got home, Cynthia was speaking to uh, some, some ladies that night. When I got home, I said, Cynthia, agree with me that we will have the opportunity to lead him to the Lord before we go. And that was in four days' time. Well, four days later, we're at the service, and who walks up but Nico? He walks up to, this, he walks up to us, and he's smiling, and he, he's saying, like, you know, in four days, I've, I've had the best sleep I've had ever I've, I haven't had any, any desire to drink alcohol or take drugs, and I'm happy. And, you know, I said, Nico, are you ready to receive Jesus right now? And he said, yes, I'm ready, I'm ready. He received Jesus right there and right then. And the Lord, and the Lord showed me in four days, in four days, his mother came to a Bible teaching that she wasn't even invited to, but she came because she heard somebody else got healed. She herself got healed of her back. She invited us to go to her son. We went to her son, prayed for her son. Her son got set free. Her son, oh, by the way, he told me that uh, the next day he had forgiven, or he, he had rang his father, and his father came around to the house. They reconciled, and that whole family was put together. His father was on the way to church that night but couldn't make it. But in, in those four days, 
His mother got healed. He went around to, to Nico. Nico got healed, set free. He received Jesus. He forgave his father. His father reconciled the whole family. And that whole family now is, 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 is just being blessed because the good news of the gospel is going viral and changing lives, bringing hope, setting people free, and doing things in the, in the, in the kingdom that Jesus has prepared for us to walk in. So I'm declaring over you today, this morning, Lord, Lord, that you have, Lord, words and wisdom and, and, and people here can heal the sick and set people free, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you that we stand in that anointing, Lord. We step into that anointing, Lord. We step into the rightful place, Father. Lord, we step into all the things that you have for us to walk in. We thank you, Father, for what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, Isaiah 60 says that it's time for us to rise and shine. For our light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And it says that there's gross darkness in the earth. And it says that the darkness is gross. It's getting darker. And don't we see that right now? But it's up to us. Are we going to consider the darkness more than the light? We need to focus on the, on the light of God. God is greater. He's in us. His power in us is greater. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And even though the darkness is getting gross, it's getting darker, we have to shine brighter. We have to arise. We have to shine. For our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And now is the time. You know, like Mark said, the book of Acts, it's still continuing. Not just with a few of us. It's with every one of us. God wants to flow through all of his children. He wants to use all of his children. It's not just a select few. The spirit of the Lord is on Jesus. The spirit of the Lord is on us. Every single one of us, Jesus lives in you and his spirit wants to flow through you and out of you. Mark 16, 17 through 18 says, these signs follow those that believe. How many of you in here believe? We are believers in this place. So these things are going to follow us. In Jesus name, we're going to cast out devils. We're going to speak with new tongues. We're going to take up serpents. And if we drink any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt us. And when we lay hands on the sick, when you lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover in Jesus' name. So now, more than ever before, we have to arise. We have to know who we are. We have to shine. You know, even this weekend, we were at, in Oklahoma City, we went to the Red Earth Native American Festival. It was a wonderful time. And Mark and I went and got a coffee. And as we walked in, uh, it was uh, a beautiful little coffee shop, but, you know, we could sense um, this, this girl came up to wait on us, and it was like Satan came up to take my order. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, you know, but you know what? I could choose. There's some people that they're just not going to like you because there's light in you, and you know what? There's darkness in them, and so that darkness hates the light in you. The darkness recognizes the light in you, and it's like, ooh, and you can take that personally and say, Man, I didn't do anything. What did they do? You know, and you can give them an attitude or you can say, I'm not going to be intimidated. Hi, how are you? Hi. And just love them right back and just shine right back. And that's what we have to do in this hour. Do not let the darkness intimidate you. You have to shine no matter what is coming against you, no matter what darkness is trying to intimidate you or get you to shut up or get you to sit down. You have to shine. And so I had to choose right then. Whoa, no, I do belong in this coffee shop. I am having a great day. I'm going to get a coffee. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, if she's going to be mean to me, I don't care. Hi, you know, and I'm just going to love her. I'm just going to shine. And you know what? We were able to uh, love on her. Uh, she never was nice, but you know what? That's okay. 
It doesn't matter. <laughs> At least we got to shine the love of God. And you know what? We just said, praise you, Lord. We're supposed to go into those dark places. You know, we don't have to say, oh, man, we chose the wrong coffee shop. No, you are supposed to go into the darkness because you are called to shine and you're called to lay hands on the sick. And now more than ever before, this is the time where God's children, we have to, we have to be his children. We have to be little Christ. We have to arise and shine. So just today at the, let's just stand up today. I just feel to pray over all of us today that we will just receive a fresh anointing to shine and to, and to continue the book of Acts. So father in Jesus name. We come boldly to your throne of grace this morning that we may obtain grace and mercy to help in time of need because God, we see that this world is gross and dark in certain places, but father, we choose today to arise and to shine because the light has come and the light of God lives in us and the glory of the Lord is streaming from us. And so father, we say stream from us, Holy spirit flow from us, Holy spirit. We just say, have your way in us. If if anyone has been uh, uh, weary or well, uh, we just pray refreshing, refresh today, refresh us in Jesus name. We pray every burden is broken off today in the name of Jesus. All heaviness leaves today in the name of Jesus. All depression goes now in Jesus name. So father, we thank you that you're, you're, we are filled with your spirit. Your spirit is on us. Your spirit is in us and you want to flow through us. Father in Jesus name. We thank you. Father. I just want to like give an invitation to anybody who has never invited Jesus into their hearts. The same way that, you know, over 14 years ago, I didn't have any hope. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't understand the gospel. I didn't understand anything. But Jesus is here. It's his grace made a way for me when I didn't know him. His grace made a way. His grace is here to meet you. If you have never received Jesus, I'd like to give that invitation right now. If everybody would have their heads bowed, nobody looking around. This is not to, to, to highlight anybody. It's just it's a special moment that you have right now with the kingdom of God. If you would like to receive Jesus, make him your Lord and Savior, I would just ask you just to put up your hand for a few seconds. Just an acknowledgement I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're all going to just repeat this prayer and just say this prayer from our hearts. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you, Lord, that you went into hell. You defeated the enemy. You rose again to give us a victorious life. I thank you, Lord, you cleanse us of all sins. We renounce the devil. We are set free. We are on fire. We will take the good news of the gospel to all the earth. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. We're going to open up the altar for anybody who would like some personal ministry in any area. If you would like us to agree with you on certain things, if you'd like us to just to come into agreement and maybe to, to speak into those promises, those hopes that have been quenched or dashed or 
We would like you to come up. We want to pray with you. So feel free that the altar is open right now. Please feel free to come up. We have a, a prayer team here as well with us.